0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Starting Small Music Podcast. I'm your host, Justin McCormick, and today we have a very special guest with us. We have bassist for Tyler Hubbard, Blaine Reedy. You can hear Blaine's story of growing up in Illinois and what first got him into music. You'll also hear about his time studying music business at Belmont and his friendship with country artist Russell Dickerson. You'll also hear about his time touring on the road with Jaina Kramer, David Nail, and now with Tyler Hubbard. I had a great time talking to Blaine. I hope you guys enjoy. We'll see you at the end. Just keep a smile on your face and it'll be okay. Try not to be bitter. You gotta do it either way. Keep a smile on your face and it'll be okay. So when life throws a jab, you gotta duck out of the way. How you doing today, Blaine?
1: Great, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. So getting right into your story, where did you grow up and what was your childhood like?
1: I grew up in a small town in central Illinois called El Paso, Illinois. It's like 2,500 people wow. in the middle of uh, cornfields. And so I grew up s- small uh, Small high school, uh, maybe total graduating class of like 91 kids or whatnot. So small town. Um small town vibes. Uh, it was a great way to grow up. Um, yeah, that's kind of
0: for sure. Now did you grow up in a musical family at all or was music something that you kind of discovered on your own?
1: I did my, my, um, my parents got me, um, uh, into piano lessons when I was five years old. Um, I think a big reason was my great grandfather and, and grandfather were both, um, played and, both kind of they didn't do it professionally or anything like that but it was kind of um just for fun type of thing but that was i think what they they wanted me to get into it just to kind of keep that passing along so i took lessons from like being 5 years old till the end of high school
0: sick now um uh, yeah. was it like in high school or any like uh was it a certain age that you started kind of playing in your area at all or were you kind of just taking lessons and kind of honing your craft to like at home
1: yeah when i was um when I was in eighth grade, I bought my first bass guitar. Um, I had kind of knowledge, theory knowledge um, based on learning piano. And so kind of picked it up myself and, and uh, started messing around listening to radi- radio, you know, st- and playing along. And so um, when I think maybe my freshman or sophomore year of high school um i had a couple different bands with friends that i was in um around that time i was into like more um metal and and hardcore music and stuff so that was like the the style of bands that i was in but i was also um playing with the high school jazz band um as well as like the pep band um but mainly mainly all from from bass guitar i don't know i I, even though i had played piano for a long time i never really um Played that at at school or in in any bands. I guess I did did do a little playing piano um, at church and like um, the youth group um, worship band stuff like that.
0: Do you remember any of the names of uh, your metalcore bands from back in the day?
1: I don't honestly. I'm trying to think. I thought thought about that. Um, I don't because I feel like we never really could land on one name, and so if we did, there's a few, and I can't remember. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't remember. No, that's all right.
0: Head. No, I when I was doing research for the interview, I really related to your story because uh, my grandpa's who got me into music too. He played steel guitar in a local band, and so like, do you have any like fond memories of kind of just you and your grandpa like both playing piano together, or her, him kind of showing you tricks or anything like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I I feel like I would sit next to him. I probably like posted some stuff on on social media, but I would sit next to him and just listen and watch him play different different songs, and he uh, the few memories that pop into my head, um, are just sitting next to him at at our home during like the holidays. Um, if we had like family over for Christmas or whatnot, and then he had like a little keyboard set up in his room where, uh, he would have headphones and play to not like bother my grandma. And so he would put those headphones on me and I, and I just listened to him play and stuff. Yeah.
0: Wow. So was it in high school, like your senior year, are you starting to think like maybe I don't want to go to college. Music is something I want to pursue, or did you end up deciding to go to college?
1: Yeah, I, I think college was always, um, college was a way to appease my you know parents in, in doing something that I could potentially fall back on or, or whatnot. And so, um, but I, but I, at the same time, wanted to be in music in some capacity, ideally would be traveling, um, at that time, I don't think I had much of a, um, idea that I could be like a contract musician and play for different arts. I thought you kind of had to be a part of a band and that's kind of, that was your route into being a professional musician and and traveling around. And so, um, I think, uh, I had been looking for schools around my, my senior year and, um, a friend, um, from high school had gone to the school called Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. And yeah. um, he was in a program, music business program um, that you got, you know, a business degree from, not an arts degree. And so I think that my parents were kind of interested once I started bringing that up um, interested in, in that being, um, feasible and, and, uh, you know, quote unquote real job, um, to move forward with. So looked at a few different schools, I think, um, a school in Illinois and, um, one up Southern Illinois, one up in in Chicago and then at Belmont and, and Belmont kind of, kind of connect, like felt like I love, love Nashville at, um, had kind of like a small town feel to it but still being a big city and so i was i was kind of ready to get out of the small town and kind of see more of the world
0: for sure now uh at your time at belmont was there anyone in your class or people that you were hanging out with at your time there that is doing music now too professionally
1: there are a lot of people and from my class and, and around um that yeah a lot of friends i have a lot of writers in in the country world and christian world that um that are successful a lot of writer friends a lot of few different artist friends um one probably being like the closest friend that i had in college was uh russell dickerson um and he actually him and my wife met early on when he transferred into belmont i think his maybe junior year and they were both um, vocal performance majors, um, and so I, through through dating here, met met Russell. Um, we kind of had a little friend group for a, for a while, and and we'd take, you know, little weekend trips like rent a cabin and stuff. And so we've we spent a lot of time together. Um, my wife ended up living with his, his wife before they were married. And um, we were both in their wedding and stuff. So we, we go way back and I've also played, played with him um, as well, but I'm trying to think there's other, other guys. I lived with some guys, like kind of Cody Fry. I don't know if you've, if, if you've heard his name and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, he he's played with Ben Rector and oh, cool. kind of has his own artist stuff. He's kind of, kind of been blown up more recently um, does like some orchestral pop type stuff. And there's probably more. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think a lot, a lot of, I mean, if you look up a lot of artists have come out of, out of Belmont, um, and definitely a lot in the country world as well. So. Now, do you remember
0: like any early conversations, uh, when you first meet Russell at Belmont, like where he's telling you, like, I want to pursue this artist career, like, and like, are you kind of motivating him? Like, is he playing you demos stuff? He's kind of writing at that time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he was, he was definitely, we were definitely, traveling with with him we would talk a lot we would um I would actually for whatever reason we were talking the other day about how um he would actually take me into meetings and I don't know why why that was I think I was just you know a huge fan of his at the time and so I was um coming in people probably were like who's this guy coming in with, with Russell but um anything from like booking agencies to labels to whatnot I was kind of always kind of there with him i would put bands together for him and and go play so he definitely was always wanting and shooting for um being a country artist that i can remember and uh you know he'd show me new songs that he was writing with different different people different writers um and yeah it always to me it, it, he always had that kind of it factor um from it, from it being an entertainer and stuff and it was like it was only a matter of time in in my head that, that something would click and a song would, would, you know, kind of cut through and he, and he'd kind of blow up and, and uh, well, look at, you know, now he, now he's definitely doing that and stuff, but he uh, early on, he actually, he actually wrote, and actually two other guys who um, went to Belmont uh, are FGL guys, Brian and and Tyler. And they, uh, I actually was in a class with Brian, um funny enough and then they were writing a lot of um songs at the time and he was Russell was going in and showing people and they're like "Who, man who do you write this song with and he'd be like oh Brian and Tyler and every every kind of everywhere he went all these all these new songs that people were kind of like getting excited about it was always with Brian and Tyler and this was before I think they had officially kind of formed FGL um so yeah
0: Now, when you move to town, you have so many different music. You're playing the bass, piano. You also songwrite. Was there one thing you were focusing on when you first moved to town, or did you just like whatever picks up first, you're like going to go full force at it?
1: Yeah, I think because I had spent most um, most of my life at that point on piano, um, the logical route would have been to to kind of do that. But um, I was surrounded by a lot of amazing um, piano players or keyboard players at Belmont um and kind of just felt more of a nudge um to you know focus on bass mm-hmm. um I was getting asked to play bass a little bit more um than than any other instrument and so that's kind of kind of what it was it wasn't uh, I don't I don't remember there being like a light bulb going off in my head of like this is what I need to focus on or anything but um the, the calls for bass just kept coming up. It seemed like there needed, uh, there, there was a need for, for, a, you know, decent bass players at the time. And, um, because I was a music business major, I had a lot more free time on my hands. the, the, the performance majors had a lot of practice hours and, um, lessons and stuff like that, that they kind of had to be, be at. And so I ended up playing with a lot more for a lot more recitals, um, um and for a lot more different you know starting artists that i wanted to have shows kind of around town yeah
0: were you doing upright bass in those like orchestral type shows or
1: no i didn't i didn't end up doing any um upright again what i wasn't getting called for that it could have just been because people didn't see me playing it um uprights definitely our commitment financially and kind of our a different feel, you know, playing wise. And so for whatever reason, I, again, I didn't really also grow up on um, country music or anything like that. So I, I wasn't, that wasn't really in my um, wheelhouse um, f- from learning base, uh, you know, at an early age. And so, yeah, it's, it's never, it's something I'd love to, to love to learn, love to, um, eventually get an upright and, and, and do that but hasn't hasn't ever paid the bills yet so. for
0: sure now what would you say your first big break is when you move to town i see you spent a lot of time on the road with david nail jana kramer who's the first artist that like really took a shot on you
1: yeah um i graduated in 2010 um from belmont and was traveling with a few different um friends at the time that were, you know, writers, aspiring artists. And the first like major label, um, act that I was able to get on a tour with, um, was a group called Eden's edge. Mm -hmm. So the country trio, the kind of like bluegrass, um, pop. The the first thing that I did with them was actually, um, a few fill in dates on a Brad Paisley tour. And then, um, they had a bass player at the time, um, named Travis Vance. Yeah, with, we had him on the show. Um, yeah, with Thomas Threatt. and so Travis was gone um, doing another gig at the time, and I came and filled in. And then I don't really know what what happened, but next thing I knew, I got a call from them, um, and they wanted me to go out on a Rascal Flatts tour with them. So that's awesome. Yeah, now, going
0: circling back to the songwriting. I mean, being friends yeah. with Tyler and uh, Brian. Did you spend any time like on the tree vibes bus or like kind of come, did they ever have you out on the road, just hanging out? And maybe you were just writing with them or anything like that?
1: No, not really. I, I, I started, um, you know, trying my hand at writing a little bit after, after I graduated here and there, but um, since base and try, you know, wanting to, play as a contract musician was kind of more of my focus at the time. Mm Um, the writing thing never really, really took off and I I didn't push it. I didn't have a, a feel that I, that I wanted to kind of do that more so than, than play, um, and, and travel from that perspective. So, um, writings all, yeah, kind of looked, looked different from me early on for me early on, but um it's kind of shifted now into I'm more so right um with my wife and, and her stuff so
0: for sure what are some of your favorite memories from your time with Jaina because I mean I think her music is just so underrated like uh what I love about your love that song is just a bop like do you have any favorite memories from that time
1: man I have a lot of favorite memories from that time I feel like the band that she had at, at that point um in her career um was just full of fun guys uh we were always goofing off and wanting to have a good time Mm. um I'm trying to think of of different and she and she took care of us so well as well you know like we went to uh do a show down in Cancun and uh one night she wanted to take us to uh I think it was Ruth's Chris Steakhouse and just like treated us to a nice dinner and a lot of stuff like that are kind of like the fond memories of getting to travel with her and, and kind of doing, having fun experiences with her um, yeah. and her just taking care of us. She's, she's a wonderful person.
0: Now, were you a One Tree Hill fan before you joined her or did you not know that era of Jaina?
1: I I did not know that era. I think I I went on a deep dive on the Wikipedia or something before I um, ended up getting that gig. And so I kind of learned like, okay, this is, kind of what she's what she's done and stuff but she never she never talked too much or brought a lot of the acting kind of into the music side of, of things that, that we would do she would obviously different friends um from you know Hollywood and stuff would would come out to shows here and there um and so she would update us like on who, who they were or whatnot or but she kind of kept that a little separate from from the music um side of things at the time
0: Totally. Now, what about David? Tell me about how you guys meet and like how you get that call that he wants you to come out on the road with him.
1: Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think of what year it would have been, maybe 2013.
0: So probably right around the time that whatever she's got starting to really get some traction.
1: Yeah, it was literally that year. It had just come out and I think I finished the back half of of that year when, when whatever she's got come out. Cause I remember it being a really busy time for them. They had already halfway through the year already done like maybe 70 dates or something which was like pretty nuts um most most artists kind of can do that in a year and it'd be a busy year so um i got a call from his drummer and md at the time um which is a guy named hubert Payne, and he actually plays with little big town now Mm -hmm. um and got a call saying he wanted me to come come play he didn't want me to audition just wanted me to come and do the first show and at the time um you know we had we definitely formed a cool thing with um cool band vibe and stuff with Jana and so it was definitely a hard decision to make um but from a professional standpoint it seemed like David was a little step up from from where Jana was at the time and um you know thinking about uh moving forward in my career and and keeping that um going, I, I felt like it was a good good switch to do. So I ended up hopping on with David first show went super great. It was like an hour and a half set um and went in and did the thing and and they kept me around for I'd say like four, I think I switched from that over in like 2018. Um so kept me what around was, for a minute.
0: What was the next step coming out of that?
1: after David nail, um, he, he was 2017, his schedule was kind of slowing down. Um, I think we did like 30 to 40 dates that year, which was kind of light. And then into 2018 was going to be a similar thing. And so I kind of just started putting feelers out based on it being, um, a little less busy than, than I needed it to be. And, um, ran kind of a through mutual friends and, um, it was honestly very random, but I got a call from, um, an artist in the Christian world named Mandisa. Um, she was on the voice years ago, or sorry, not the voice (laughs) American Idol years ago and, uh, got a call from her MD to come, come play or do some summer shows with them and, uh, tried that out. And, uh, it was kind of clicked immediately. They have such a, um, family vibe out on the road and, um her management and and her te- took really good care of me care of me and um felt very appreciated over there so I did that from 2018 through the pandemic up until this this year really 2022 um she decided to take some time off and so yeah,
0: yeah. so uh, when when do you get the text that uh Brian wants you to come on the road uh for him Is, does he tell you do you know like about the FGL breakup before it happens Is he saying like hey, in like six months, we're going to be splitting up. I'm going to be starting this new project. Like, I want you to come on. And like, how was that process like?
1: Yeah, um, I got, I think it was, again, so random. I got a Instagram direct message from FGL's band leader, Aaron. And um, he said that um, by then, I think they had already announced it was April or May, maybe. Um, I think they'd already announced that they were, taking a a break. And so he had said that Tyler was going to be putting a band together um, and they were going to be auditioning bass players actually by putting a band together. He really meant they were adding a bass player and potentially another instrumentalist. Um, But I think uh, it just ended up being a bass player. Um, And so that was the first time that I had kind of heard about the Tyler wanting to do, um his own solo thing. I had no I had a friend that actually started playing with Brian on some of his solo stuff. Um so I kind of was aware of that. But um yeah, it wasn't it wasn't really on my radar. Again, I'd been with Mandisa from 2018 to, to 20 top of this year, 2022. And um yeah, it was it wasn't on my radar, but I was definitely more than more than happy to go audition and and uh go see all those guys again, the FGL guys.
0: Now what's that connection like with the band? Uh, I mean, you guys got a killer guitarist with Eddie, uh, you guys yeah. killer drummer. I mean, so what's that, is it a pretty tight, uh, setup you guys got going right now?
1: Yeah, it it definitely does not feel like a new artist's band, um, by any means. Obviously Tyler is a, you know, quote unquote new artist, but he is also a superstar and, um, knows how to entertain and, um, a lot of his his songs also feel a lot more um you know a lot more quality to them than maybe some new artist songs uh, would be so he's he's coming in uh, ahead of a lot of a lot of people that and so the band wise i mean a lot of those fgl guys besides maybe eddie have been with him for seven to you know or been with fgl for seven to ten years or whatnot so they're all pros um, it's it's a, a pretty fun crew, um, but also tame and chilly. They they've gone through their their crazy crazy years of FGL blowing up and stuff. So now some of them have kids, and um, it's a it's it's a fun time. It's it's they're they're pros and they're um, equally amazing amazing people.
0: And talking about Eddie I got to meet him a few years ago he uh, he brought his motorcycle down for a photo shoot I was doing have you got to see any of his like cool motorcycles he makes
1: i I haven't actually um, he did mention that he he knew you and um, haven't got uh, haven't got a chance to see any of those I've seen his uh, he has pretty sweet car collection um, and so I've seen a few of his his cars but um, yeah his his uh, motor vehicles are are next level for sure. <laughs>
0: now uh now tyler the place that he's at in his career now is he still coming off the stage and like wanting to write and grind after he comes off the stage or is he more at a point where i just want to chill with the wife or hang with the band after the show
1: yeah it's looked different every week um for for tyler on the road i feel like um he's doing a lot of radio um visits he is also doing a good amount of writing um on The Keith Urban Tour, um, a majority of the weekends that we've been out, he's had a couple riders on his bus. And so he's been riding during the day. Actually, he's been waking up, going to radio, riding during the day, playing the show, maybe riding after the show um, as well, depending on how they were feeling and stuff. So yeah, he's he's hitting it hard on all on all sides. Um it's it's pretty um, inspiring to see. Yeah.
0: For sure. Now talking about inspiring, I like to close all my interviews about what's a piece of advice you would give to a aspiring musician that wants to be on the road like you uh, touring one day.
1: Yeah, there's there's so many um, wow, so many ways that I could you know tell a musician to um, what to do or this or that, honestly, it's, it's different for each, each individual. I think there's so many ways to get into the music industry and it looks different for, you know, different ways that you want to be, um, involved in in the music, but I guess specifically from a contract musician or playing, playing standpoint, um, with any type of an artist, I think besides practicing, besides, um, just the common sense stuff of like learning learning music and stuff like that i think an important thing um if if they're just starting is to play with people i think um you, you know you can sit in your room and play along to songs on spotify or apple music and and you can get good you can learn a lot of um scales you can play really fast you can play a lot of notes Um, but if you haven't played with other humans, um, you're kind of setting yourself back. I've learned probably 70, 75% of what I do from actually playing with humans and learning and, um, learning from them, messing up, making mistakes and realizing, Oh, I'm not going to do that next time. Or, um, you know, as a bass player, I have to lock in with the drummer. And so I'm always listening to what the drummer is doing, but, but like that, you need to listen to what everyone else is doing and so so yeah i would say playing with humans and then also listening um to what everyone is doing around you when you are playing with them because a lot of that can um change the feel or or kind of um different um the different energy levels and kind of where you want to take a song um musically so
0: well there you have it my conversation with blaine Reedy. Blaine, thank you again so much for coming on the show. I had a great time talking with you. Everyone go follow him on Instagram at Blaine T. Reedy. And make sure to come back next week for a very special end of the year episode. I have compiled all the advice that our guests have given fellow musicians this year into one big episode that you do not want to miss. Check out Starting Small Music on YouTube to see all the video content from our interviews, And also follow Starting Small Music on Instagram at Starting Small Music and let us know who you'd like to hear on the podcast next. And remember, everyone starts small.